and what's going on guys and welcome to the benches cleared podcast where we cover the best rivalry in all of sports and this is my lovely co-host the debbie downer of sports he represents the los angeles dodgers the wonderful terrible tyler co yes and uh we have my co-host jesse gutierrez representing the san francisco giants uh Boom. little known fact about jesse he is Boom. wrong about everything he still Correct. thinks we're gonna have baseball wrong you know I, I, my, my stuff is, is starting to dwindle down and that and that will take us to um yeah we'll, we'll talk about it more in depth with uh, our, our first guest where this is going to be a two-part uh podcast because uh, we don't like our stuff to be too too long so um first part of the podcast we're going to welcome in uh you've seen him on twitter um twitter famous guy why do you care if she has followers or not it's your mother can anyone tell me like what i would talk to my mom about if she's not going to be making me relevant <laughs> the 2020 astros shame tour brandon donnelly how's it going my guy it's going well thanks uh thanks for having me i'm happy to talk baseball even though it's a bit of a weird weird time for baseball right now Gosh, man, this just can't get anything right right now. Yeah, I really can't. There's a lot of negativity on Twitter right now. It's, I mean, it's it's justified. It's it's understandable, but it's just it's just not a fun place to be for the sport to be in. Like, really <laughs> bummed out. So. Yeah. So I mean, why don't you tell us a little bit about how how the Twitter got you know going? Like, what gave you the idea, and you know how it just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, so, okay, this was going back to February, I want to say, mid, mid-February, and it was just right in the heart of that time where it feels like baseball's, uh, it's far away, even though spring training's about to start, it just feels like you're in the middle of winter. I mean, California might be different for you guys because it's pretty warm there, but in the Midwest, it's just like a January, February is brutal, so uh-huh. I was playing baseball, and I was like, all the baseball stories that were out there were all the Astros stuff, them not getting punished, um, and there was just, I don't know, there's nothing to go on. And I was worried the story would, would fade away, you know, where there's, it's an election year. There's a lot of politics. There's obviously Kobe Bryant passed away. That was, that was, you know, horrible and a big story. And it just felt like, are these guys going to get away with it? Or are they, you know, MLB let them get away with it. But then with the fans or, or you know, what's going to happen here? So I started the account just to, you know, kind of throw my two cents in and, and kind of collect what other people were saying, maybe make a hub for all the anti-Astros content. Um, cause it was a little hard to follow. If you'd go on Twitter, maybe somebody would have a viral tweet about like, they take it, the, that scene in mean girls where everybody's fighting in the school and they'd like put little words on the screen that, you know, this like, yeah, yeah, yeah. was Manfred and these guys are, you know, Correa. That whoever. was genius. The, the Noah Syndergaard thing at the end was hilarious. Yeah. And they're dropping <laughs> uh, the report like down the, down the stairwell. Um, so there was stuff like that, but it was, it wasn't like in one place. So I was hoping to kind of scour the, you know, Twitter and put it in one place. And, uh, yeah, that was the idea. And then like a weekend, it, it just took off and, uh, I felt really, really happy about that. Not like for my benefit, but just the fact that like the confirmation that there's this big group of people out there, that there is kind of like a movement or there's a, there's a collective outrage and it's not just me in the middle of winter being like, you know, yeah. and angry. So. Oh yeah, dude. B- baseball doesn't forget the fans will never, I mean, they still talk about the black Sox. Like that, that's one thing. This is not going away by the fans by any means. Um, I, I doubt you remember this because if you replied to me, I'm sure you got a thousand DMS. Um, when you first started your Twitter, you re you retweeted someone like I, it was Astros fan talking about how he was, uh, you were buying followers and, yeah. uh, and then I and then I I commented on it, and I I think I just missed I swung and I missed, 
I was like, oh yeah, you know, maybe he bought followers, but it doesn't change. It doesn't really affect the count of his followers trying to compare it to, you know, um, yeah, we might've cheated, but didn't, you know, it, it didn't uh, affect like the that. world series. Yeah, outcome. The outcome of the world series. Thank you. You complete my sentences. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, um, and so then you DM me and we're like, Hey, I didn't buy followers. And I was like, Oh no, I know. I was just trying to make a joke. Maybe I'm just not that funny. I don't know. That's more than likely what it was. <laughs> well, that whole thing was weird because, um, you know, it was just, I forget how early that was into the account. It was maybe, maybe it was, it was pretty early on. It was like two weeks into it or whatever when I think Bregman got hit by a pitch. And, and yeah, I think the guy's name was Astros Rants or, you know, something like that. And, um, yeah, it's very, very, very amusing because it, it, somebody, I think somebody made a good comment that they thought maybe it was an elaborate prank, like, or an elaborate, uh, not a prank rather, but like, uh, they, uh, like, like maybe I had, I had, this was a character I was doing to, to <laughs> okay. like, yeah, not real. Cause the video that guy put out was just so absurd, absurd. Like, yeah, cause his whole point was like, how can you be mad at the Astros? for cheating when you're cheating on your Twitter. And I'm like, dude, I, I completely I, forgot. I, that. I don't even know how to cheat. I don't even know what that yeah. means. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, first of all, who the hell cares? Right. That's not what, what we're talking about is the Astros cheating. And if you're putting out funny shit, who cares? You know, <laughs> why would it matter anyways? He's probably yeah. just jealous. That he doesn't have that many followers. Yeah. Follow it was a little far. weird. And I, I try not to give them too much attention, but it, it is weird. Cause you know, if like there's an Astros fan, even though he's kind of on the opposite side of, me and you guys and all normal baseball fans, uh, you know, they have a legitimate criticism or if they have a legitimate, uh, if they feel like they want to defend the team. If there's some argument they have, I'm open to anything. I wouldn't just like attack them, but uh, coincidentally or not, like everyone who, who reaches out, they're all just, mm. they're not really coming with that kind of thing. They're just coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, what leg do they have to stand on at this point? You know, I feel like you just gotta double only, down and be like, yeah. The only thing that I would respect is an Astros fan saying, I know they cheated and they did, but I'm still going to be a fan. I would respect that more than, you know, saying it didn't affect the outcome of the World Series or everyone was doing it. And, you know, and now with the whole Yankee thing coming out, you know, they're getting a little bit more. They they have more of a leg to stand on, I suppose, but it's still, you know, what we know is that they cheated. They weren't punished fairly in my opinion and that's just kind of what it is yeah well and with the yankees thing you brought up like i just don't know what to think about that like as far as i'm concerned there's nothing there there could be something there but like as of right now there's nothing to go on so um it but it's funny to see them assume the worst like that they're because they just they're so defensive and they're so sort of embarrassed and embittered they just they want the worst to be true for other teams which oh, yeah. yeah i don't know it's just like a really long <clears throat> mentality to have and it is what it is but it's yeah i i saw some astros fan on twitter saying for all of 2017 and 18 they had the yes network center field camera like playing into the clubhouse during the game and i'm like i think this is all just a stretch you know you're gonna get yankees sign stealing in a headline people don't read the article don't know what's going on and they're just gonna run with it yeah. yeah, well, and even then, if that's what they were doing, that would be on par with what the Red Sox were doing, which I don't approve of and wasn't good, but it's a lot different than having a real-time live... Trash know, can? Yeah. It's, if it's 10 yeah, seconds... You, your time. you can you can... Then if there's a guy in second, you maybe could have some system that, like, in that situation, aids the, the hitter, but 
the Astros, it didn't matter what the circumstances on the base pass were. It was like, you know, just no matter who was who was batting, who was pitching, they were able to have. Yeah. Just just all the. Mm. So it's it's just a joke. But um, for for a, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I I mixed something up on on Twitter last night. But for a second, did you change to the Rob Manfred shame tour? Yeah, for for like ten minutes, I was. Because <laughs> yeah. we were DMing I, each other, and it switched, and then like. Yeah. I thought it was sort of a funny thing. A couple people were saying, like, you should be the MLB shame tour, the Manfred shame tour. So I, I switched it to look to see, like, if it just had the right look to it. And I was just maybe going to stick with it for a day. But it it didn't really, I don't know. It didn't really have the, have the right ring to it. So I, yeah. I just kind of flipped it right back. Almost like if, if the season gets canceled, you could do that and then just switch it right back when, this, when the yeah. uh, 2021 season goes so we can just see, you know, Regman get plopped and falls on his ass. <clears throat> I can't wait, but I personally don't think it's going to happen. And I'm curious to, you know, see, we, we've been covering it every week, you know, whether or not we think the season's coming back. And I've pretty much maintained since March that I yeah. didn't think a season was going to happen. He's He's been a downer crying about that. It's not going to happen. And I've been over jolly. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. So, you know, on the, on the giant spectrum, cause I mean, I guess that's, that's pretty, you know, Time's running out, we my are. guy. We're here, we're here, you know. Exactly, yeah. It's I'm, like, leaning towards the middle a little bit more now. But where would you stand as far as uh, me, Jesse? It's going to happen. Excited. Tyler crying all Realist. the time. Down. Realist. Doesn't matter what's going on. He's got to be crying about something. Like, where where, where are you falling there? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I, as of right now, I would say, I would say I'm pretty pessimistic. And I, I'm not that upset about that, but... If I just had to say, like, is baseball going to happen or not, I would say, I, I, I don't know. I don't really think so. But it's such a roller coaster because you have a couple of days ago, obviously, Manfred said the 100% they're coming back thing. And then even Garrett Cole is, you know, driving to Yankee Stadium with the Jay-Z New York song playing and he's in the bullpen t- having a session. And maybe that's just that's just his routine. Like, But for him to put that out there made it seem like, wow, OK, baseball's coming back. Now Manfred says he's not confident. So I don't know. It just seems like, as you said, you know, the more time that passes, the more unlikely it gets. And just from what we're hearing, it seems pretty, pretty bleak. Um, I guess the only positive note of that is like part of the reason I'm not so upset is because I'm not that excited for baseball to come back. And I love baseball as much as anyone, but it's in the current circumstances. It's just I would take it and I would really enjoy it. But it's just like a little weird, a little different if there's only 60 games. You know, if it was May and it came back and, you know, you get like. 100 120 games and it, it like maybe by the end of the year there's fans it would, 60s it would, base case scenario but because i was thinking about i was talking to somebody uh yesterday and i was saying like it, it really changes the way you'd manage and it really changes which teams would, would be favored because putting aside the fact that some teams just get hot and cold like over 50 game stretch yeah. that like over 162 would be different like a team like the rays that is a really good bullpen and they don't have like a that deep of a staff but they just have a lot of good arms over the course of like 50 or 60 games, you could just throw those guys out there, not worry about innings, and you could really make a run. Or <clears throat> in a normal season, maybe they're they're a good team, but they wouldn't be like the best. So I don't know. Maybe that would make it more exciting for some people. But then again, like it just changes things a little bit. And and again, I would take it, but it just would be a lot yeah. different than like yeah. a normal year. At this point, I'm starving. I'll take anything I can get. You know, yeah. the the pancake that's fell on the floor with the hair and and a, you know whatever on it, I'm eating it. But, I mean, you bring up a good point because that's something we talked about a week or two ago. You know, imagine if 
the Mariners made the playoffs or like the Royals made the playoffs. Teams that have no business making the playoffs that would be 40 games under 500 come season but end. Suddenly it always seems like that every year, even even a regular season, there's there's a team or two like that. Yeah, but that's over the stretch of 162 games. I, I understand. That, there's always that question. You're right. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, is you can't just like if one team gets like, for instance, we'll just take it on us. If the Giants make the playoffs, you know, they're not expected. It's probably not going to happen. But like, you know, everyone says that about like at least one team in the playoffs at the beginning of the year. So, but that's but that's it fun. could be. It's fun seeing that dark horse team kind of come out of nowhere. But when the season is a third of what it typically is, it just, just question it the legitimacy of it. Yeah, it just okay. You know, I, they, I get it. Well, the other thing too is that, like, you know, if if a team like let's say the Dodgers won, I would I would hate so much for for their fans. You know, you guys have been through a bunch of you know. I saw some tweet today that was like. I think it was like 2013 through 2020, the Dodgers, and it was like, you know, you had COVID. You had, last year you had, uh, I think they said Dave Roberts. Then it was like 2017, <laughs> 18, it was like cheated, cheated, like cheated out of a title. Then yeah. it's like every year they had a thing that like got in the way. <clears throat> so I would hate, like, if the Dodgers won, I don't know if I personally would put an asterisk next to it. Like, but just the fact is a lot of people would just look at the season a little differently. They might say yeah. they're the champions, but it just would be a little different. And I would hate that if the Dodgers finally get over the hump, like, if they get over the hump, like I want them to be, you yeah, know, it would it would be able to them. celebrate it like everyone else would, and that's a it great would, point. It would give I'm, me a little bit of ammunition, though. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I'm 29 years old, so I've I haven't been alive since the Dodgers have won a World Series. So 2017 was the closest thing I've ever seen, and in the, the most devastating baseball season ever. But you know, not seeing them win a World Series. It still would be cool if they won in a shortened season, but you're right. I feel like it just wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't have that same magic feel as what I would imagine winning a normal World Series would feel like. Yeah, but, and no one would want, like, for the people that would put, like, an asterisk next to it, it, it wouldn't be that they're being, like, snarky and putting down the fans, but it's just, like, a natural thing that, that people would, they would just look at it a little differently. And, and uh, maybe the best outcome would be if there is baseball, Maybe the best thing would be if some dark horse team won it. Like if just a random, like like the Marlins come out of nowhere. (laughs) People would look at it funny, but it's like I don't know. Like who just put put that in like a weird little corner of baseball history for that year? Yeah. At the same time, the Nationals were nobody picked the Nationals to win the World Series last year. I mean, they they're a good team. They have a one of the best starting rotations. But at the same time, when you look at uh, their roster as a whole, no one thought. They were going to beat the Dodgers. No one thought they were going to beat the Astros. No one thought, you know, the Yankees weren't going to be in in the World Series. So, I mean, that's just baseball. I mean, like that that happens a lot. Well, the one, the, there are two people at least in the world who did predict the Astros. I mean, sorry, the Nationals, and that was my cousin Teddy and his and my cousin-in-law, uh, Sean. In like, I want to say June, they put like eight. Get them up right now. Let's it. verify it. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, I'm going to write something up about this. And, 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 uh, I, I, it was pretty early in the year. It wasn't May when they were really in the, in like the, maybe even mm-hmm. last place, mm-hmm. but it was probably June when they were about 500 and they put, I don't know what they put eight, seven or $800 on it. And, and then like, so over oh, the year, really? like the nationals were kind of making a run. They were getting back. They got to 500. Then they got like a little bit above 500, but it was, t- you know, they're, they're moving up. And then every month, like they, you know, they're texting and saying, you know, like, I don't know, this could happen. This could happen. <laughs> and they were playing the Dodgers and, 
I think they were down what two to one series, and they came back, and then I think they probably I think they swept the Cardinals, but then the Astros series they're down. It was like it was the most improbable thing, and then they somehow pulled it off, and then my cousins just like kind of they, they bet each other, or they like put money out in like in Vegas. Uh, no, no, they bet, I don't know, like, who they bet through, but they did, like, a proper bet, like, oh, in shit. June. Oh, so so they, they must got, have made some so money. they got odds, yeah. That was yeah, they must like have got. Plus 1,600. It was kind of like a running joke all summer and fall last year, because they're just, like, they didn't really think it was going to happen, but they, they'd win three games in a row, and they'd kind of get all excited, and then it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so. just going to say, that's the best pain joke that has happened to anyone in, like, the past few years. Good for them. Yeah. I'm jealous. Yeah. So this year, I mean, like I'm not a betting, I'm not a betting man, as they say, but, but you know, if if there is baseball, like as we're talking about, it would just the people who bet on that stuff, it would be crazy. Like, how can you predict? Yeah. Fifty games, just all of that stuff would go. I think about it after the fact. I think all the time when I'm at work, you know, just you know, your mind's nothing. I always think, man, what if I just put like fifty thousand dollars on on the Nationals in the World Series? Man, I'd have so much money. I don't know where I would get fifty thousand dollars, but if I could, well, yeah. At that time, I had a house fund, so. Oh, well, yeah. Then you'd be sleeping on the street, and. If I lost, I'd be sleeping on the street. But now I would have, I would have been building a mansion, Tyler. That's what I'd be building. Yeah. Hmm. Like dolphins in my pool and shit. Well, you didn't, cause you're an idiot. So. <laughs> you're an idiot. Since. Some of us here are pretty intelligent, and we don't think the season's going to happen. I'm curious, did you did you watch the new 30 for 30, the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, home run race, 30 for 30? Did you guys uh, catch that? I, I, did. I, I saw it was going on, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see it. So <clears throat> what was interesting to me, because that was going on you know, when I was seven years old, what I didn't really realize was the MLB was hurting so bad after the 94 season that even in those three seasons after, they still hadn't recouped much of the fan base. And that home run race really made Major League Baseball relevant again. What do you think? Because if the season doesn't happen, I mean, MLB has already been losing fans like crazy the last few years. Anyhow, what do you think it's going to take for the MLB to get those fans back? Because we're obviously not going to have a home run race like we did post-steroid era. I mean, what what is it going to take? Because I feel like, you know, as time keeps going, they're losing fans. They're never going to get back. Yeah, it's a good question. I think, I mean, the thing I would hope for the most would be the Astros, uh, the heckling fest would be, I don't know how many new fans they would bring in. But, I mean, if you had a whole, like, this phenomenon of people just buying tickets just to go to games and, and let them hear it, I don't know if the passion will be there in 2021. Maybe it's just too far removed. But if it is, I think like people seeing that go on for a week or two that didn't get tickets, but then see it on TV or on Twitter or just wherever. I think, I mean, it's, it's, you can't compare it to the home run. Uh, what do they, what do they even call it? The home run in 98? The home run race. Yeah, the race. Yeah. Um, I, I, like it's not as powerful as that to see, you know, 70 home runs like steroids or not. It's just, it's just, that's so like spectacular but i don't know i think i think it would bring some people to the ballpark just to, just to see that spectacle of 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 an entire team getting booed like kind of which hasn't happened before like barry bonds maybe got booed and different a rod and different players but a whole team um hadn't happened other than that it's like because I, I again like that's kind of limited that's not everyone would be kind of keyed in on that 
I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe just if there's like a really great team with a great superstar player again, that maybe that's the Yankees. Maybe that's, you know, it's tough because most people, I think, like people that watch baseball maybe 15, 20 years ago could name 20 players. They could name Sammy Sosa and they could name Jeter and just whoever else, like Roger Clemens. Now, I mean, like most people on the street could, could tell you a few, maybe Mike Trout and I, like, I don't know, Aaron Judge, like there might be four or five they could say. So th- I think that's a big part of it. And I don't know how, like in the next year or two, that would change, like how some just brand new superstar would, would rise up. But maybe in the next five years, there could just be more, you know, household name type people that, that kind of are, that command attention that like yeah. every time this guy's pitching, like we have to get tickets. We have to see so-and-so go pitch his games. Yeah. Who would have thought though that, like two years ago, if someone would have told us, yeah, the the Yankees are not going to be the most hated team in baseball. It's actually going to be the Astros. Like, who would who would have believed that? Yeah, I, probably no one. I mean, unless <laughs> there was a little bit of hate, uh, hatred or just kind of derision based on uh, like Bregman with the bat, the not not even the bat flip, but the where he kind of you know walked all the way to first base. Walked with his bat. Flip. But by, by that time, everyone kind of, I mean, the, the report didn't come out, but everyone was like, hey, they were like sealing something. Like the, I think the, right. the John Boy video came out before that. So like it was already well, kind of coming out. after the season. His came out. Oh, did it? Year. Yeah. Huh? I'm but, not good with it. Was, I mean, it wasn't that long after. And But even, uh, who was the guy, Gurriel, who was doing this sort of eye thing with. Oh, the, yeah. During the 17 World Series. Yeah. On, on that team that. You know, I didn't really have high regard for them. Obviously, like, the regard dropped. Like, it plummeted off a cliff just when the new stuff came out. But, but you know, but, like, in terms of the Yankees, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have thought Astros would would take the top suit over the Yankees just ever. I wanted to talk to you about our, our conversation yesterday about, um, you know, this this idea of who, who's to blame for why the season's not going on right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as far as me... Um, I think it's 100% on owners. Uh, I don't think the players really have, I mean, if they have any type of blame, it would be maybe 0.05% blame towards them for some reason. I don't know. But you you were saying you, you felt like it was a little bit on both, correct? Yeah, I, I guess like where I'm coming from is uh, I'm, I have no like dog in the fight. I don't care for the owners or if I care for anyone, it's the players just because like, I don't know, I'm a baseball fan and they're yeah. the people who play. But um but, like, I guess what rubbed me the wrong way about the players is that it, it seems like in all their statements they make, they're being a little disingenuous when they say, like, tell us, even today, they're, a lot of them are tweeting the, the phrase, uh, tell us when and where, like, we're ready to play, just just, just tell us where to go. Yeah. But it, it comes off a little disingenuous because they're not really ready to play. They're ready to play for the right amount of money. And I'm not even saying if they're right or wrong to ask for that money, but when you kind of imply to the public that everything's ready to go, everything's good, you'll play, like just they just need the green light it you know there is more to the story than that they're not just you know about to lace up their cleats it's if you give them the, a big pile of cash they'll lace up their cleats so um and then the other thing is like a lot of their statements just they, they lead with the money thing like I, I i would feel more um approving of them or i'd be more on their side if they kind of came out and said you know we want to give like this country is something great to root for. We want to like brighten people's days, give people a smile. People have been stuck in their houses. People have been suffering. People like it's been rough for a lot of people. We want to come out and just bring joy to people, um, you know, in their living rooms or at the, you know, they can't go to the ballpark. But, and if part of that includes 
you know, the need for a fair contract and the need to get the money right. Like, I understand all that, but I just didn't like when, like, a Blake Snell or I forget who some of the other guys were. I don't know if it was Bauer or some of the players I've seen on Twitter. It's like, it's kind of like they lead, their primary thing is, I need to get my money. Give me my money first. And it just, it comes off a little self-centered, a little greedy. I'm not saying the owners aren't also greedy or that they're not more to blame, but I feel like if I were the players, this is what I would say. Like, if I were the players, I would probably agree to take a pay cut. Even if I felt like it was not the right thing to do, I would I would realize how beneficial that would be for my image and, like, my career going forward. If all the players said, we're going to take a 20% pay cut, and then they put the ball in the owner's courts, and if the owners, like, refused that deal, the own, the, all, the public would, like, excoriate the owners. They would, the owners would look horrible. The players would, you know... If the owners accepted the deal, the players would look like heroes. They'd be entertaining everybody. They'd be, you know, people would so appreciate them. And then again, if the deal was rejected, they'd like, they'd be like, well, look, there's nothing we could have done. We we offered to like take a pay cut to play for you guys, and and they said no. So, you know, I can't obviously, you know, I can't. I have no influence over what they do. Yeah. But I just think, I, like, I get their position 100%. I get both positions, but I feel like. I don't know. It would just be such an easy step to just be really like to go out of their way to be really generous, mm. even if they don't have to be. It would just really kind of resonate with fans. And I think the whole yeah. country. I feel I feel like I got to push back on you for 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 two things. One being like, uh, you know, the it's it's give us a big wad of cash and then we're ready to play. I mean, that's the only thing holding them back. Everything else they've agreed on, if as far as I'm, you know, I, I've seen, and that's the only thing that's. I mean, once they agree on money, it's all good to go. So I think that's kind of what they're saying. Like this is the only thing holding us back. This is the the one thing we've been consistent on. We want prorated pay. Well, right. also, my only point is that they're not saying like in the tweets. They're not saying they're not saying get the money right and we'll play. They're we'll play. They're just saying we'll play. Like they're they're kind of. Like, because the money thing is the whole question, right? Like, that's yeah. the whole. They they just want prorated. That's 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 been the agreement is is prorated pay if there was fans, but right. the fact that there's no fans, it shouldn't come out of the employees' part. It should come out of the owners' part because they're the owner of the business. They're the one who assume the risk. Like, this is one of those risks. Like, if I'm working at my place of work and they're like, "Hey, we're making less money. Uh, we're going to need you to take a pay cut." Like uh, that's not on you because when you make more profit, you don't kick me down anything. We get we agree for a certain amount of money. I should be paid that money for my service. And that's another thing too. When you know the whole thing of you know you you you'll get more fans and that sort of thing. That's a decision for the business owner. Same thing with advertisement. You know they they pay money for advertisement to you know <clears throat> to go to a whole new audience. This would be the same thing. There's no sport on TV right now. If they're if they look at it as like, hey, this is an investment. Let's pay these players and get them 70, 80 games, and we're the only sport on TV. You know, let the kids play, and I want to expand baseball, but you don't want to give, you don't want to put your money where your mouth is to give people baseball. Like, people would kill for this opportunity to be the only sport on TV. Just pay the little extra money instead of the same proposal three times. You know, it's it's been the same money. They keep giving the same proposal of, of money, but just the same, you know. Well, now they want they want the players to waive or the players' association to waive the right to file a grievance, and that's 
that's what I was reading this morning is that's what's really holding it back is because the owners are so afraid that the players association is going to file a grievance and they'll lose and it's going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars across the league. So that's another thing but now. Just that's... freaking pay them. Yeah, but I feel like that's a fair grievance. So that, like, that's kind of my point. Like I, I get the player's point and I get the owner's point and I feel like I'm just disappointed that like neither side is just giving up on the, their ideal perfect scenario to for the greater good like that's that's my gripe that but there's something the players... more important than both of their their ideals and the more important thing is the fans you know yeah. the happiness of the fans and it seems like they're they're like callously just disregarding that and that's my only but the, of... the player's dream scenario is over 100 games and you know manfred's like oh dude you know we'll you know, prorated like to, to 50. It's like, okay, then we'll come down to, they went down, I think the lowest was like 89. You know, that's, I feel like that's giving a month, uh, giving some, and the owners are like, hey, we'll pay you full prorated 50 games. No, okay, we'll pay you, prorate you, was it 70% for, so, for 70 games, which is the same amount of money. So it's like, hey, we're just going to pay the same amount of money. You can play more games if you want, I guess. Like that's, that's kind of a slap. I feel like the only give has been on the player side because they're saying, all right, well, we're only going to play for prorated pay. You told us you're going to pay us this money. You know, technically you should be paying it to me because it's not my fault that the COVID's going on. But you know what? I'll just pay for what I work. The days that I work, you need to pay me. And they're like, well, we want to we want to cut that in, you know, 20% as well. So we don't have as much of a loss. Like that's okay. In that case, that's a loan. Then you should pay me interest or you should give me a part of the company. That's how like the real world works when it comes to money. But they're not well, willing to do any of that. Deferred well, money would be fine was, too, if my <clears throat> my understanding. Well, and that, and that's what I was reading today is, you know, everyone's proposing the big solve is the let's say it's thirty percent that they're not being paid, defer that money. Yeah. Because I think that would be that would be the closest way you're going to get the owners and the players to meet in the middle and finally come to an agreement, is the deferred money. But I yeah, also I, don't see the owners wanting to do that, so. Yeah, I feel like it's it's a kiss thing. There, the players have come like maybe 20, 30%, and the owners have just stayed still, and they're like, no, come more. Yeah, well, they're the one thing like, I, I wish there was more info on is is because again, I, I do think the owners have a, a legitimate argument in the sense that when they said that there's like the players' main argument is that the March agreement was prorated salaries, and that's a yeah. fair point. But then the owners are saying that was contingent on there being fans yeah. and tickets sold. And I just think that's a fair point people should acknowledge. And what's been so confusing for me, and maybe there, maybe I just haven't looked into it enough, is like, what did the language of the contract say? Like, I haven't really seen anyone post the exact contract yeah. language. Maybe it's not out there because, like, surely in the contract, they should have accounted for that. Like, if they're agreeing to prorated salaries, wouldn't it even either say this is contingent upon there being fans or not? And then that yeah. would just settle the dispute. Like, it's... Maybe they just didn't think to write that in there, and that's why they're like up in arms about it. I don't really know, but I would think if if a pandemic breaks out and you're you're writing a contract, you would like. Yeah, I think I it was in there. I think it was contingent on fans. But when there's no fans, I don't think you can go based on the previous agreement. I think it's like tear up, go from square one. And when you go from square one, I think being like, hey, listen, you don't have to pay me for the year. Just pay me what I work. Pay me the days that I clock in just pay me, you know? And they're like, well, we want to give you 20% less, even though you have to go through these funky rules, you know, because it's just, 
doesn't make sense to me. Like you're the business owner. This is the risk. If I owned a business and something goes wrong with the business, I don't take it out of my employee's salary. I understand that those uh, employees make a lot of money when they're there, some million, some 500,000, but baseball owners make billions a year and um, payroll costs have been going down. For, I, I forgot what what exactly the 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 number was, but it's it, they've been paying players less. So it's like, yeah, maybe you don't have it in your bank account just fresh to pay, but that's a that's the point of business. Then sell some of your yachts, sell some of your stocks. That's what those are for. For when your business goes bad, take out a loan. Or you know what? Why don't you loan up? Take the loan from me. Pay me fifty percent now and pay me fifty percent later with five percent interest rate because that's the way the world works. Yeah, well, and with all this stuff, I've thought, I've always thought over the past couple of weeks, at least, like, I just think the way to have solved this is not to have these, um, like, I don't even know, you know, what's taking place at the meetings or, or what's really going on. But you see, there's like press releases. They're like battling yeah. through the press. And I'm just thinking, like, why doesn't, you know, Manfred is very incompetent. But if he if he were Gosh. competent, he would have brought in like an outside mediator, some sort of political figure or some business person, some lawyer who could come in, like get everybody in a room together and like hear everybody's grievance, hear the, you know, and just mediate and get them both to give a little bit, just get what every other leg league did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so Manfred, well, like, and Manfred could be the person to do that, but if he just isn't capable himself of doing that or like his, you know, his assistants, his colleagues aren't again, just bring in, uh, I don't know, John Kerry or just some sort of like respected, like political figure. Yeah. Wedding crashers. Yeah. And it's, like, one, yeah. one, one, one thing I feel like that that needs to be made um, is the owners are the ones that uh, appointed Manfred. They're the only ones like so. In a situation like this, that kind of like imposes like a kind of a conflict of interest a little bit. Like, well, these guys can fire me and hire me, and you know, players we can just draft more. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would do that. But what I'm saying is, is I think he's more afraid of the owners than he is of the players' association because they're the ones who appointed him and they can take him out. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's true. And but like in you know, a weird thing with with the owners, when we refer to like the owners, is it's always so hard to tell. You know, they're not one solid entity in the sense that the players' association more is aligned. It's a group of players, obviously, that are seemingly on the same page. Or if there's dissent within the group, like you don't really hear about it. Like the the leaders just kind of. So, so they're they're kind of a one-track unit. They have their goals, that, but the owners, like for all we know, maybe half the owners would like to play. Maybe there's two major owners, like maybe the Yankees and the Dodgers. Let's just say, like maybe the two wealthiest teams, or maybe yeah, we're Red taking that as fact. They're the ones who are fucking this up. Are, it's like maybe, exactly. the, maybe there's two two big-name owners who are just like sabotaging the entire thing. Right. Like, cause they're like, I, there's no I saw some tweet that up. they were saying that there were six, six owners to eight. Yeah. Six, yeah, to eight six owners to eight. That, that don't want the season that are like, no, like let's fucking right. cancel it. So, right. and, and maybe they don't the want Marlins, to right? the I mean, Rays. Yeah. So it's, it's tough to even like, you know, derive any kind of like informed opinion when what? it's all this kind of behind closed doors stuff. And the players at least are on Twitter and they're, they're kind of putting putting their thoughts out there, but we don't hear from the owners that much. We don't really know. Yeah, that's why they can't be blamed either. But I think yeah. one thing needs to be mentioned too: the the there's such a little gap between 50 games and and, and 75 games as far as pay, um, as the scope of things. Obviously, it's a big thing for like us three, um, but 
Manfred, they just got a billion dollar deal, a TV deal. Why doesn't Manfred go, okay, you know what? Let's do 75 games. I'm going to, um, the MLB is going to cover the, uh, the other 20% of those extra, of, of those games, because this is going terrible in the media. Um, we're going to lose way more money in the long run. We just need baseball now. And if we start playing baseball, well, no one's on, maybe people will forget about it. But if, if MLB just covers that 20%, I've never heard that. That's a good point. But do they have? Do, does MLB have the the money to cover that? I I guess they. They do. just got it. They just had a billion dollar deal. I mean, I'm sure it's not. Oh, was, it's it's not. Was that the Braves? Who? Which? No, was it was it? MLB, so it, right? Oh. No, it's it's Turner. Turner is now going to be airing the championship series, right? Yeah, That's it's what something the whole to do with the playoffs. So so okay. it's going to MLB. So if Manfred's like, <laughs> okay, Washington takes, you know, I. People do it from themselves all the time where they have like a savings or they have something. I'm going to take from that money and then I'm going to pay it back. You know, take some of that money from somewhere, put it up front, and then part of that billion-dollar deal, funnel it back into where it's missing. Well, yeah, most people have like a like a rainy day fund, and this is a this whole year is a rainy day. And yeah, it is weird. Year. It is weird that like one – whether the owners of the, or just MLB overall, like when one really bad thing happens, this tragic kind of cancellation of, this, of like kind of – normal life happens. life in general like, yeah like it's a little odd it's one thing about like, a mom and pop restaurant doesn't have like a million dollars in the bank to keep things going but mlb and the owners you'd think would have like a calamity fund where calamity occurs and they can keep the you know the ship afloat but yeah I, maybe they well, do maybe they don't maybe they're just you know not not being forthcoming with with their with their accounting and all that so I, who knows but it's it's yeah. just a mess and i think as you, i'm sure we all agree that it's it's just so disappointing because like they should be playing they should be you know they're they're playing bundesliga soccer right now their premier league's coming back tomorrow it's like yeah, i like it's, but baseball yeah, i like baseball more and yeah and you know one thing you know i know we got to wrap things up here quickly but one thing from a dodger perspective that i keep thinking about is the mookie betts trade you know, he'll get his year of service time, whether the season's played or not. And I have to, I personally feel like there's going to be a much better chance of re-signing him if he actually suits up and plays yeah. and kind of gets a feel. You know, won't be fucking the Dodgers for the last couple of years. Necessarily the now. same, yeah. Or would Mookie, would he feel like an obligation if he never got to play? Would he feel so bad about that that he would re-sign He's not, and he know. shouldn't, but I don't think he would. I don't know the guy personally, obviously, but uh, I don't think he would, and he shouldn't. I mean, I think because of, you know, his superstar status, he's going to go wherever the money is. And, I mean, the Dodgers have the money to make him presumably the highest-paid player in baseball, depending on the length of the contract. Certainly the AAV will probably be the highest ever. But, I mean, there were rumors right when the trade happened that he was going to sign in Boston – next year which i don't think that's going to happen but i mean there are teams that have money to money to burn so i would like to think the dodgers could throw as much money at them as possible but if we get fleeced in that trade i mean it's one thing to just you know we lost alex verdugo and those prospects but there was just so much excitement around seeing mookie betts in a dodger uniform having you know, two bona fide superstars and then, you know, two superstars in our starting rotation as well. I mean, we were going to be, it was just going to be so great. And now we might be deprived of that because the owners and the players association can't agree on something. 
So from a Dodger perspective, I mean, that's like the worst case scenario. No season, never going to see Mookie Betts, and it was all for naught. And I just, I just had to throw it out there. Yeah, had to, had to, had to cry about my pain. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I feel um, for you. Yeah, I, yeah, I sympathize totally. I kind of sympathize, but at the same time, like fuck you too, you know? Like yeah. ha ha. Oh, you know? we won three World Series in the past decade. Oh, life's so hard for you. Fuck you. First of all, life isn't hard for me. It's nothing but a dream. Um, so. Yeah, well, the sentiment remains. Go fuck right. yourself. <laughs> well, all right. Mookie's going to uh, sign with Boston, and it's going to be a great day. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brendan, for coming on, man, and uh, giving us your time. Um, is there anything you want to plug or anything on the way out? or? Uh, yeah, well, so, you know, with baseball being gone, I've uh, I've been working to relaunch a website I started called The Big Inning, which is all about the best innings in baseball. Uh, and it's I kind of do, like, sometimes like a long form essay type piece about an, a, a big inning that happened. Like could be some team scored 10 runs or it's like the last inning of a no hitter or something. And, uh, I started in 2016 then it was kind of inactive cause I, I wrote a book and it just like got busy. Um, so I'm, I'm relaunching that cause I felt like there's no baseball to watch. You know, people are starved for just, you know, something to watch, something to read. And, uh, I started a YouTube channel for that. I'm, I'm doing, I'm going through every box score, like literally every box score of 2019 to find the best innings. So hopefully that gives people something good to watch. And uh, it's just going to go month by month. And then I'll do like a play- 2019 playoffs, uh, top 10 innings. And, cool. uh, and, you know, I'm trying to make it a little various, like not just high scoring innings, but like something yeah. unusual. Happen. Immaculate uh, innings and stuff. Yeah. And then the other cool. thing I'm trying to do with that is I'm trying to get a few player interviews Um I'm working on it a little bit. The, the first one I'm working on to do like a one-off video is the 06 Dodgers four home run ninth inning game. Where it, Ooh, I remember that. Time. Like you got to admit, even as a Giants fan, like that was just a, one of the craziest innings. Yeah. Um, it's one of the darkest days of my life. <laughs> yeah. At least they're, playing, I think they're playing the Padres, but yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with the, the four guys who hit the four home runs and then, you know, combine their interviews with the, the the footage of the home runs and like Vince Scully's call. Oh yeah. And, uh, just do, do a few little one-off pieces about like, you know, the few, like the few innings of the past, say like t- last 20, <clears throat> everybody remembers. And uh, that's super awesome. So yeah, sure, uh, you tell JD drew that he was a huge disappointment, even <laughs> though he was part of four home runs. Just tell him he was a big disappointment. Will you tell him he's an asshole for me? No. Someone needs to. I'm just saying he deserves a beatdown. What about the others? Jeff See? Kent, Russell Martin, and... Uh, Is it Marlon Bird? Marlon Anderson. No. Yeah. Marlon Anderson. And then Nomar hit the one in the yeah. in the yeah. tent. Yeah. Russell well, that's Martin. awesome, man. I guess yeah. the only, Russell Martin's the only one good one for you, because Jeff Kent was a giant anyway, so... <laughs> Racist giant, uh, sure, I guess. So, yeah, if you're looking for baseball stuff, it's it's the beginning on YouTube, and I'm do, I'm posting yeah, it like yeah. every Sunday. So, so I'll make sure to uh, to link cool. it below. Um, but yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on, and and uh, we'll be paying attention uh, to your Twitter. It's uh, Asterix Tour uh, at Asterix Tour. So um, yeah, be following that, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. We'd love to have you again uh, real soon. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. Great to great to meet you guys in chat. Really enjoyed it. Awesome. Both of these episodes were brought to you by Renovation Candle Company. Renovation Candle Company has all your vegan candle and cosmetic needs. Use the promo code BENCHES at checkout to receive 20% off your entire order. 
from here until the end of time. And it's uh, yeah, don't no one wants to smell your stinky ass room. Okay, buy some candles, make it smell nice, you know, and maybe people want to go into your room and the different rooms of your house. Uh, but thank you so much, guys, for for listening. Um, please be uh, you know, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to you know hit the subscription on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. Be following us on Twitter um, when we start doing the giveaways next week uh, at Benches Cleared P, and also on Instagram Benches Cleared Podcast. Uh, like I said, this is uh, part one of, of the podcast. Thank you for listening to one, both, all of them. That's great. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you guys next week.